0: Good evening. I want to welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this evening. It's so uh, glad to see so many faces out there on Sunday evening. And uh, looking very forward to a young man serving this sermon that's going to be his very first one. And, you know, the Lord has a way of really blessing us. So I know that uh, Josiah will be blessed and that... Uh, We will be blessed by his words and his thoughts. Uh, I'm going to read out of the uh, second book, second chapter of Mosiah. And it says, Even I would, you should remember, and always retain in remembrance the greatness of God, and your own nothingness, and the goodness and long-suffering towards you, unworthy creatures. And humble yourselves even to the depths of humility, calling on the, the name of the Lord daily, standing steadfastly in the faith that which is to come, that which was spoken of by the mouth of the angel. And behold, I say unto you that if you do this, you shall always rejoice, and be filled with the love of God, and always retain our remission of your sins. And you shall grow in the knowledge of the glory of Him that created you, or in the knowledge of that which is just and true. You will not have a mind to injure one another, but to live peaceably, to render to every man according to that which is his due. You will not suffer your children they go hungry or naked, neither will you suffer that they transgress the laws of God and fight and quarrel one with another. And serve the devil who is a master of sin, or who is the evil spirit which hath been spoken of by our fathers, he being an enemy to all unrighteousness to all righteousness. And you will teach them to walk in the ways of truth and soberness. You will teach them to love one another and to serve one another. And also you yourselves will succor those that stand in need of your succor. You will administer of your substance unto him that standeth in need. You will not suffer that the beggar puteth up his petition to you in vain and turn him out to perish. Perhaps, I shall say, the man has brought upon this his misery, Therefore I will say stay my hand, and I will not give unto him of my food, nor impart of him of my substance, that he may not suffer, for his punishments are just. But I say unto you, O man, whosoever doeth this, is that hath great cause to repent, except he repenteth of that which he hath done. He perishes forever, and hath no interest in the kingdom of God. For behold, are we not all beggars? Do we not all depend upon the same being? Even God for all our substance, which we have for food, raiment, and gold, and for silver, and for all the riches which we have of every kind. <clears throat> and behold, even at this time you have been calling on his name and begging for remission of your sin. And has he suffered that you be beggars in vain? Wonderful words that uh, Messiah gave to us. and. Uh, your thoughts, so uh, we'll uh, open our service tonight with a singing of hymn number five. Praise to the Lord. Hymn, oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong back. Hymn number 24. I've got to turn it over here.
1: father we gathered here this evening to hear our young brother father that the preparation that he's made that he would uh be able to share with us those things that you have laid upon his heart father those things that have would come by the direction of your spirit we pray that uh, your your spirit would be with us at this hour and bless each and every one and that you would smile down upon this hour and that uh We would uh, come closer to you, Father, that uh, we would feel that urge and that pricking in our hearts, that we might uh, remember your son, even Jesus Christ, that great sacrifice that he gave, and that uh, you would bless uh, Josiah, that uh, he would be able to expound and exhort those things, those callings that he has as a deacon Lord, and that Aaronic ministry as we sit under it, that we would be ministered to and uh, receive that uh, blessing that comes from you through the ordinance of this priesthood, Lord. And so we ask these things. We pray for your mercy over this service and this hour. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: I the Lord stretch out the heavens, and buildeth the earth as a very handiwork, and all things therein are mine, and it is my purpose to provide for my saints for all things are mine, but but it must needs be done in mine own way. Therefore it is wisdom in me a commandment I give unto you, that you should organize yourself and appoint every man his stewardship, that every man may give an account unto me of the stewardship which is appointed unto him. For it is an expedient that I the Lord should make every man accountable, a steward over earthly blessings, which I have made and prepared for my creatures. Behold, this is what the Lord requires of every man in his stewardship, even as I the Lord have appointed, or shall hereafter appoint, unto any man. And behold, none are exempt from this law who belong to the church of the living God. Yea, neither the bishop, neither the agent, who keepeth the Lord's storehouse, neither he who is appointed in a stewardship or will temple things. He is appointed to minister spiritual things. The same is worthy of his hire, even as those who are appointed to a stewardship, to minister in temporal things, yea, even more abundantly, which abundance is multiplied unto them through the manifestations of the Spirit. Nevertheless, in your temporal things you shall be equal, and this not grudgingly. Otherwise the abundance of the manifestation of the Spirit shall be withheld. Wherefore Abraham paid unto him tithes of all that he had, of all the riches which he possessed, which God had given him, more than that which he had need. And verily, thus saith the Lord, I require all their surplus properties, and this shall be the beginning of the tithing of my people. And after that, those who have thus been tithed shall pay one tenth of all their interest annually. And this shall be a standing law unto them for ever, for my holy priesthood, saith the Lord. Therefore, woe be unto him that is unease in Zion, woe be unto him that crieth, All is well. Yea, woe be unto him that hearkeneth unto the precepts of men, and denieth the power of God, and the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Yea, woe unto you rich men, that will not give your substance to the poor. For your riches will canker your souls, and this shall be your lamentations in the days of visitation, and of judgment, and of indignation. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and my soul is not saved. Woe unto you poor men, whose hearts are not broken, whose spirits are not contrite, whose bellies are not satisfied and whose hands are not stayed from laying hold upon other man's goods, whose eyes are full of greediness, who will not labor with your own hands. Behold, I say unto you, were it not for the transgressions of my people, speaking concerning the church and not individuals, they might have been redeemed even now. But behold, they have not learned to be obedient to the things which I require at their hands, but are are full of all manner of evil, and do not impart of their substance as become as saints, to the poor and afflicted among them. And are not united according to the union required by the law of the celestial kingdom. There are many who will say, Where is their God? Behold, will he deliver in time of trouble? Otherwise we will not go up unto Zion, and we will keep our monies. Therefore, in consequence of the transgression of my people, is an expedient in me that mine elders should wait for a little season, for the redemption of Zion, that they themselves may be prepared, and that my people may be taught more perfectly, and have experience, and know more perfectly concerning their duty. And the things which I require at their hands. But blessed are the poor who are pure in heart, whose hearts are broken, and whose spirits are contrite. For they shall see the kingdom of God coming in power and great glory unto their deliverance. For the fatness of the earth shall be theirs. And again, Alma commanded that the people of the church should impart of their substance, every one according to that which he had. And if he had more abundantly, he should impart more abundantly. And if he had but little, but little should be required. And to him that had not should be given. And thus they should imparted their substance of their own free will and good desires towards God. And to those priests that stood in knee, yea, to every needy naked soul. And this he said unto them, having been commanded of God. And they did walk uprightly before God, imparting to one another, both temporally and spiritually, according to their needs and their wants. And they had all things common among them. Therefore they were not rich and poor, bond and free. But they were all made free and partakers of the heavenly gift. And they did impart of their substance every man, according to that which he had, to the poor and to the needy, and the sick and the afflicted. And they did not wear costly apparel." Yet they were neat and comely, and thus they did establish the fairs of the church, and thus they began to have continual peace again, notwithstanding all their persecutions. And now, because of the steadiness of the church, they began to be exceeding rich, having abundance of all things whatsoever they stood in need, abundance of flocks and herds and fatlings of every kind, and also abundance of grain and of gold and of silver and of precious thing, and abundance of silk and fine twined linen and all manner of good homely cloth, And thus, in their prosperous circumstances, they did not send away any who were naked or that were hungry or that were athirst or that were sick or that had not been nourished, and and they did not set their hearts upon riches. Therefore, they are liberal to all, both old and young, both bond and free, both male and female, whether out of the church or in the church, having no respecters to persons as to those who stood in need. And thus they did prosper and become far more wealthy than those who did not belong to the church. For those who did not belong to the church did indulge themselves in sorceries and idolatry or idleness and babblings and envy and strife. And wearing costly apparel, being lifted up in the pride of their own eyes persecuting, lying, thieving, robbing, committing whoredoms and murders, and all manners of wickedness. Wherefore, I said unto you, Feast upon the words of Christ. For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what you should do. The first of all the commandments is, Hearken and hear, O Israel. Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And there is none other commandment greater than these. If you love me, keep my commandments. And behold, I tell you these things, that you may learn wisdom, that you may learn that when you are in the service of your fellow being, ye are only in the service of your God. Wherefore, seek not the things of this world, but seek ye first to build up the kingdom of God, and to establish his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Where stewardship is the response of my people to the ministry of my son and is required alike to all those who seek to build the kingdom.
0: Hymn number 377, hymn number 377.
2: Good evening. I'd like to talk to you about stewardship tonight because the ironic priesthood is supposed to be in the ministry of temporalities, so that's why I've chose stewardship. The first step to being a steward is recognizing everything as the Lord's. For the earth is the for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. To be stewards we have to recognize that we don't own anything that we don't even own our bodies or the spirit, because God created all things, both in heaven and earth. The first spot I want to look at is tithing. Tithing is in complying with the financial law. A good steward does not simply toss God a $5 bill as one would put a dime in a beggar's tin cup. We are the beggars, not God. It teaches us that God is our landlord. We are not giving the tithe; it is a debt we must be we must pay, and be determined by the Lord. So we must pay tithing. Uh, Tithing comes after our uh, we pay a tenth of our net worth, and then tithing is a tenth of our increase annually. And the increase is after our needs and just once are supplied. <clears throat> our need means to be without, which is essential for our existence or our purpose. What we need is considered natural and indisputable, such as food and clothing. That which is needed by one is in like circumstances needed by all. For example, all persons need warm clothing and a warm house. What we want is artificial. What one man wants is a superfluent to another. For example, tender people may want a fire when others may be glad not to have it. To want is to be without, that which contributes to our comfort or is an object of our desires. But then we have just wants. Just wants are those <clears throat> are those which in their sh- satisfaction not deprive others of their needs. Just wants are those which is satisfied which, when, if satisfied, will improve man's efficiency, his ability to serve, and the product, product, productivity of his stewardship. So when we supply our needs in just once, <clears throat> it will help us grow in our stewardship to supply more and do better and be better stewards in life. Next, we want, I want to talk about surplus. Surplus. Or wait, the tithe is to be used for should be used primarily for the support of the families of the church appointees, and also the needy. By the needy is meant those directed, directly dependent upon the church for support. Secondly, the tithe is to be used for carrying on other legitimate church work. Church work. You can find that in Doctor Covenants forty-two nineteen. Surplus, the payment of surplus is the means provided by God to bring equality. And equality brings to part the kingdom. When all men reach the peak of their potential and are working at their best as stewards under God, giving account according to their capacity and receiving according to their needs and just wants, we shall be very near to the kingdom of God on earth. We should be equal in all things. Like I read out of section 73. My opening scripture. Nevertheless, in temporal things you shall be equal, and not grudgingly. Otherwise, the abundance of the manifestation of the Spirit shall be withheld. So we must be equal, and paying the uh, surplus springs past this equality. <coughs> It is after we pay our tithing, and it <clears throat> and it's uh the money that we don't have any immediate need for. so if you have like a thousand dollars and you were to uh pay, uh need four hundred for your needs, you have six hundred which could be considered surplus, unless you have immediate need for some of that money, then the rest would be considered surplus. And then you pay that to the Lord, and the surplus is to be used for the establishment of Zionic conditions. So the surplus is to be used for establishing Zion and bringing that to pass. And then we can give an offering. This is after the surplus and the tithes are paid. After we've paid our God-given oblations, then we, must may, then we, may, that, then we may offer a real sacrifice, a part of our needs and just wants. The offering comes after the tithes and the surplus are paid. The amount is wholly determined by the individual. So you get to determine the amount you need. But this is after the surplus and the tithe are paid. It comes out of your needs and just once. Your dire needs. Like in Luke 21. And you look Verse 1 to 3. And he looked up and saw the rich man casting in their gifts into the treasury. And he, also, and he saw also a certain poor widow casting into their two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast in more than they all. For all these have their abundance cast in unto the offering of God. But she of her prunery hath cast in all the living that she had. They gave of their abundance, their surplus, where she gave a real sacrifice of her needs and just once. And after that, if it's hard for you to do all that at once, you can increase. There's a formula I heard that may help you. It's it's one-tenth of one percent per day improvement. Translates into approximately one-half of a percent per week. One half a percent per week improve, improvement translates into two, per, two percent improvement per month. Two percent improvement per month translates into about 26 percent improvement in pro- productivity performance and output each year. Almost anyone who dedicates himself to continual personal growth and learning can upgrade his performance and productivity by 26% each year. An improvement of 26% each year, compounded year by year, means you will double your productivity, performance, and output in 2.7 years. Over the course of 10 years, by improving yourself by one one-thousandth per day, 26% per per year, you will increase your productivity and performance and rewards by 1,004%. So even if you just improve a little bit each day, over years, you improved 10 times what you were when you started. Now, stewardship is not just in money. It's in everything we do in life. It's in work, too, because like Alma said, when you're in the service of your fellow beings, you're only in the service of your God. So, recognizing this, you should be devoted to personal growth, trying to improve yourself, because you should recognize that you're serving the best in the universe whenever you're uh, helping other people or whenever you're going to work. And wouldn't this lead you with a testimony? Because people would see this in your life, that you strive for better, you strive for protect perfection. That you try to do the best of your ability. That you may bring about a better society. And that, wouldn't that help bring about the kingdom? I got a We got a story here about an <clears throat> old uh, young man who grew envious of an old, wise man, and he thought he was going to prove him wrong, and so he thought he was going to catch a dove and he was going to hold it in his hands, and he was going to stand before that man and go ask him if this bird's dead or alive. and if he said he was alive, he was going to squeeze his hands and let the bird drop dead, and if he said he was dead, he was going to open his hands and let the bird fly free. And he thought, either way, the uh, man will be right. The man will be wrong, and I'll be right, and they'll have confidence in me. So he assembled those people together around the old wise man's tent. And he caught that bird, and he asked him, "Is this bird dead or alive?" An old man looked down for a minute and looked up with cheerful eyes. Says, "It's up to you." And same thing. God is saying that to us. We hold the kingdom in our hand. Will it succeed or not? It's up to us. Through responding to stewardship to bring about equality, so we can have those manifestations of the Spirit. So we have the fruit of the Spirit love, peace, happiness, joy, long suffering. So we can be one in God and have the unity required by the celestial law, and that will keep the celestial law. Thou ultimately build the kingdom of God. And this is the testimony last of all which we give of Him that He lives. For we saw him even on the right hand of God, Amen.
0: Thank you, just, uh, uh Just a few words of uh, about the sermon he just gave. You know, it's the deacon's responsibility to teach the financial law, and it's been a long time since I've stood here at this, uh, in this branch and heard the deacons preaching and teaching about financial law, and I hope we hear a lot more of it in the future. You did a fine job and I really appreciate it. Started out as a deacon myself, I, that was one of my um, uh, calling and I, my duties, and I really enjoyed being a deacon and his duties. Now, it's very difficult for a young man to stand before people, it's very difficult for an old man to stand before people, but it's the right thing to do and the lord has uh, blessed us this night the spirit was there and i really appreciate what is said and i pray that you will take to heart all those things that he has uh, told you uh, we'll continue our service now with the hanging at sinning in hymn number 335
3: Mighty God, our kind and loving Heavenly Father, what an awesome God you are! How beautiful and glorious is your creation! How wondrous the power that resides in your hands! We come now, Father to ask a benediction upon this hour and upon this day. And we would first thank you, Lord, for sending us this young man and these other young men to expound your scriptures, to expound your laws, to bring to us the words that you want us to hear. We thank you, Father, for the blessing, the blessing of our unified hearts and our unified minds. We thank you for our youth, the young men and the young women. We thank you for bringing us together this hour. We ask now, Father, that you would give us the strength of which we have just sung, that we might go forward out of this place and keep ourselves clean from the follies of the world. Lead us in paths of righteousness. Clothe us, Father, with the garments of light and love. May thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In the blessed and sweet name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen.